Welcome back to Idea to Iteration with me, your host, Hafsa Ahmed. Today's episode is definitely an interesting one as it's catered to an industry that I found myself to become very passionate about. After completing my co-op term at Chubb and having such an amazing individual with a well-rounded experience as my boss, I thought I could give you guys a little taste of the real truth about the insurance industry. From my four-month experience, I can definitely say that this industry is nowhere near what you'd expect, and it's often overlooked as a potential career. There's definitely so much more color and depth to it beyond the stigma. With that being said, I'm honored, humble, and grateful about having the opportunity to speak to today's guest, Brian Inglis. Brian has embarked on such an amazing journey to build himself as an insurance industry professional. He started off fresh out of Laurier with a business administration degree working five years as an insurance broker at Marsh Canada Limited, and continued to further evolve himself in the flip side of the industry through transitioning into the underwriting side of business at Chubb North America. Brian approaches his eight-year anniversary at Chubb, where he currently holds the role of Assistant Vice President in Commercial Lines. Through Brian's extensive time within the insurance industry, I'm hoping that this will help bring attention to what the experience is really like and how it has evolved his mindset over the span of his career. So once again, I'm so honored and happy that you're here today, Brian. Wow. Asa, thanks for that intro. I'm happy to be here. Hope I can live up to um, yeah, everything that you mentioned there. That was great. We loved uh, having you as as part of our co-op program and uh yeah really looking forward to our chat yeah definitely i'm sure you'll live up to the expectation since you did while i was working there but i wanted to start you off easy and really get the audience to know a little more about your personality beyond your career so how about we go into a little lightning question round let's do it so first question beyond work what's a hidden talent or hobby that you have that a lot of people don't know about Oh man, a hidden one? Cheapers. Mm-hmm. I'll have to rhyme off some different ones and then you tell me um, about that. But all right. I, lo- I love sports. I mean, sports has been such a huge part of my life growing up. And then, um, you know, since then, yeah, you know, golf and tennis and hockey, you know, definitely a big part of, of my life. But not so hidden would be my kids. Uh, they, you know, definitely take all of my talents, um, you know, away from, from, you know, outside of that. So, I mean, I think having two young daughters, you know, Riley and Ellie, um, Mm -hmm. Riley three and a half and like on her way to kindergarten, Ellie, you know, being one and just stumbling around Mm -hmm. trying to chase after her sister. I mean, I think I'm developing all types of talents around wrangling those two. Um, yeah. keeping them safe and keeping them entertained so maybe being a bit of a clown is a is a secret secret talent that uh you know I hadn't developed before but um yeah outside of that you know hobbies definitely involve you know big time into sports big time into you know trying to find time for books and stuff like that but everything going on you know recently you know work and life it's uh you know yeah. not always a ton of time for yourself along that way yeah, being a clown is a very interesting answer, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, another question about your life or your past experiences or your future experiences, actually. What's a trip that's at the top of your bucket list right now? Anywhere you want to travel? Wow. 
think about that, eh? I mean, there would be so many places I would drop right now to go. Um, we had a great time in Greece um, two years ago, um, doing a couple of the Greek islands with, um, with some of our friends. That was a huge trip for us. Southeast Asia was awesome. I think top of my list has got to include a beach at this point. And uh, I want to find our way either to, you know, Hawaii we haven't done that everybody says is amazing. And if, uh, if the kids can stay home, then I would, you know, find, find our way to South America somewhere. Um, oh I think, God. you know, that would be something new and something awesome that we haven't, um, you know, done to, you know, a full extent. And I'd love to, uh, to make our way down there, maybe Peru or something like that. Oh yeah, no way. I really want to go to Peru too. They have llamas there and like, they're so cute, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Llamas, a big draw, big draw for Peru. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, okay. Another question. So I know at when I was working there, we had that pizza social and we were on the same pizza flavor team, but I never got to ask you a very important question. What's your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? Oh, man. You know, before I wasn't a huge fan. I love pineapple on pizza now. And, really? uh, you know, big, big, my wife is all over it. You know, Riley's all over it. Um, so yeah, pineapple on pizza, like I like it, but now I get none of it. Um, given the competition that's going on in the household. But yeah, huge pineapple fan. What about you? Oh, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, I love pineapple on pizza. I feel like people undervalue it a lot, but it definitely adds a lot of flavors. So no doubt. Yeah. All right. A little more of a deeper question. Might have to pick your brain a little, but this is a very wide scoping one too. So feel free to answer however you want. But what is something that you used to value that you no longer value? And I'm saying this because you're older, you have more experiences than I do, like something from your younger age. Wow. Good question. Man, I would have to think about that one. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I can only think of it like in the flip side now where I'm like, man, I have like, it, like time just flies. Right. So, I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of time like on your own. And in the past I was like, well, like, I don't know, you go through university, spend all your time with your friends and stuff like that. And like your whole time is yourself. And then, yeah. you know, life and work, it's a little bit busier and busier. And then you're like, Ooh, if I get like half an hour, like sitting down and that, then like, that's like this whole new, whole new value. And um, that, that comes to mind, like vice versa. But I think I'd have to come back to, to um, the other side. That's a good question. Yeah, no, I see that. Like, you don't realize how much time you actually do have to yourself when you're young and you should take advantage of that because as you get older, you have a family now, like there's people always around you, but you really need that time to really just relax on your own sometimes. And I feel like that's a thing, even when you're older, or when you're younger, but good answer. Good answer still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question I'll hit you with. If you had one word to describe the insurance industry, what would it be? I think I would go with dynamic or like vast or something like that. Like, I know we're going to get into a lot of it, a lot of this, but like, it is like, it's just way bigger than I ever thought. And yeah. a lot of that was maybe ignorance, like going into it, but it's like, you think about yourself and it's like, huh, like, I don't know, you know, 
have, have much like going out of school right it's like hey you know didn't even have a car but like you could have a car you could have like a condo or a tenants package and then like that's kind of all i thought about before but now like seeing and working for you know two very large companies um and the clients that are involved with that like it's huge yeah. and involved with everything mm-hmm. and you know that's that's it i mean that's kind of the biggest surprise or maybe one word for me what about yeah, you i know I definitely agree with dynamic. Um, I'd also say challenging, but not in a negative context in any way. I feel like the challenges actually make working in the industry more interesting because the environment's always constantly changing. And that's something I appreciate a lot in my role and why I want to see insurance in my future. But yeah, dynamic and challenging, I say they go hand in hand. Really good answer there too. Talking more about the insurance industry, though, like you've mentioned, you had ideas about it in the past. And I feel like a lot of people who go into that insurance career or the pattern I've seen within a lot of people is that they didn't know they want to go into insurance or they stumble across it in some unexpected way. So I want to know how you were introduced to insurance and how you got exposed to it and why you saw that being a good fit for yourself. Yeah, and good question. I think, I think what you said is perfect. Like a lot of people stumble across it. I think I'm in that boat or a lot of people maybe had family members involved with it and that can, you know, you naturally get introduced to it that way. But, um, you know, there's not a lot of people that seek it out. And I think that's what we're trying to change, you know, maybe, maybe about now, but you know, where, where I came from and how I got into it was, um, largely out of like a training program that was offered like I had done all of my summers at RBC um you know huge regret not going through the co-op program and doing all of that but um you know I had a good setup and I got different roles uh you know each summer going back to to RBC and well I was working out I was thinking about that obviously they've been good to me and um and then just randomly applied to this Marsh program and at the end of the day, like there is pretty similar, you know, comparing the two, but what was different about, about Marsh was there's, here's this like year long, year and a half long, like training program in itself. And you try a few different departments, um, the company's investing in you, you get to meet a bunch of people like along the way. And I, I don't know if it's like, uh, a non-committal thing but it's like coming out of school like I still didn't know what I wanted to do I think a lot of people don't know what they want to do and um, so mm-hmm. that's what really attracted me to it was that training and like investment into it which um, we, we continue to try and carry on obviously and you saw some of that um, and then also the idea that you know you could learn a bunch early on and then figure out you know what's right for you afterwards um, so that's kind of what that's kind of what drew me to it, and um, and I'm super happy that I you know took that chance and and um, and it's it's been a great ride you know ever since. Yeah, that's so interesting that you just kind of tapped into it. And I feel like I was the same going into this co-op. I never knew nothing about insurance, but going into it, I feel like I learned so much about the industry within four months, and it's made me so much more passionate about it. But going into that, since you did say that you weren't really familiar with it before, did you feel intimidated when you got hired at Marsh and went into that role? Or were you just going about it and going to see how it unfolds for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit intimidating, like coming out of school, you don't know, like, you don't know anything and you're surrounded by a bunch of professionals. Um, 
but it's how that company like kind of reacts to that and how they foster, you know, young people and, and, uh, you know, invest in their growth, which I think is like a big important part of an, a company's culture. So, um, with that, I think for sure, you know, there's a lot of nerves rolling in those doors, you know, day one, but after that, um, and the people that I got to meet, um, and explaining it all and they themselves knowing that, you know, there's a big difference in what you're exposed to, you know, personally, as it, when it comes to insurance versus what's going on commercially. And, uh, yeah, I was lucky to get paired up with, um, you know, a bunch of people in, in each different department. It was a very well organized program to kind of like ease some of those nerves. Um, as you're, as you can then kind of, you know, relax a little bit and really learn some stuff. And that's when you're, you're able to kind of like be yourself and, and help you grow after that. So, um, for sure nerves going in and, you know, kudos to, uh, to all the people that have helped me there and, and, um, you know, able to kind of like ease that, uh, along the way. Yeah, no, it's so funny hearing you say all that. I feel like I went through the same process, but everyone, even on Chubb's team was so welcoming and easy to approach about anything. And obviously shout out to my coach, Alex, like she helped me with a lot and I learned so much through her. So no, I see that I was so nervous going into it as well. But even going into it, I feel like I had ideas of the industry based on just the stigma or the stereotype around it. So I want to know in all truthfulness, what impression did the insurance industry give off to you before you actually got into it? Yeah, I mean, I think it has from the outside, like a pretty bad reputation. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not great. And um, I think a lot of it can come from media and news and maybe a lot of personal experiences that are, you know, out there for different people that just get spread faster than like all the good stuff. And yeah. uh, to that, um, I think my thought originally would have been like, well, what's up with insurance they always deny claims and like people aren't happy and things like that and then you get into it and it like couldn't be you know more opposite you're either helping a business you know carry forward after something you know crazy and unforeseen has happened helping you know people find like i don't know a hotel after like some huge water damage and get them back up and running to where they were before and like there's so many like um stories of helping out people um, and part of that being, you know, you know, the, the companies that you work for as well. Um, but, you know, with that and that being a huge, you know, value prop to like really help people get back to where they were. I mean, that that was, you know, so helpful for that for that stigma. But I don't know if you, you don't get there without either working in it or using it. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I don't know about you, but um, yeah, I could hear it from some of my friends sometimes be like, oh, you work in insurance. <laughs> something like that but yeah um yeah it couldn't it's like a little hidden gem that that industry yeah I say the exact same thing I feel like people just believe that insurance is there to kind of suck your money and claim safeguarding but I've learned that it's really not like it gives you that protection you need and it actually maximizes your firm or individual value when you do actually experience the things that you do which you will because risks are always prominent throughout life so there's no way to like actually avoid them completely. But yeah, good answer. Very interesting. So I want to dive more into your experience specifically at Marsh and Chubb and talk about the broker and underwriting side. But I know a lot of viewers, like you said, are not familiar with the industry. 
So since you've probably given an explanation of this multiple times, do you want to just explain what a broker and underwriter does very high level? For sure. Okay. Um, I think, you know, the industry, we talked about it, right? I mean, that's really about, you know, the premise around insurance is like putting companies or people back to where they were before after, you know, something, you know, largely terrible or a mistake, something unforeseen has kind of happened, right? Um, and that in itself is like all about being helpful. It's a really like great principle that it kind of stands on. And without it, like you said before, I mean, risks are going to happen and people are either going to go out of business or, you know, people lose their possessions and never get them back. So um, that is the industry to kind of like start with. The broker yeah. has that, you know, client relationship, right? They are directly working with, you know, the person and, and all my experience has kind of been commercially. So sorry if we end up kind of just naturally talking that way. <laughs> Um, but they are the in-between so they have that client relationship their job is really to work with that customer figure out what they want to transfer risk-wise some you have to do some you don't and provide options to them you know from a number of different underwriting companies uh you know they're they're there to kind of like show the insurance market to this customer um show a bunch of different options that could be, you know, from a value standpoint, like maybe a little bit more on the, on the lower on the premium side, but a little bit versus higher on the premium side, but higher coverage. So they show a bunch of different options that way and really allow that customer to make that decision. But there's nothing like mm -hmm. on the line for the broker, right? Like they're not paying any losses. Um, yeah. They don't get a chance to at the same time, like say no to their customer, their customer does something, you know, from an operation standpoint, that broker's got to get on it and, um, and find a solution for them if they want to transfer that to insurance. Um, yeah. But there's no losses there. Like there's no losses on the broker side. They're, they're really finding a home and they're selling like a service to their customer and somebody else's product. And that product is the insurance policy. So that's the underwriter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and at that point they're taking underwriters, taking in all that information, right. That's been packaged up by the broker and they're going to analyze that with tools, resources, you know, you saw a bunch of it, engineers work with our claims group and really yeah. figure out, okay, like what could happen? What can we like see happening here by mistake? And what's the company doing to protect that? And if that adds up, you know, to the underwriting company on like a super simplified level, they'll throw out a premium and a quote and coverage after looking through, um, you know, all of those tools that are provided and work with that broker to hopefully bind that up and take them on as a customer. All the losses and everything paid on the underwriter side. How's that? Yeah, no, Does that make sense? Yeah, you explained that really well. It just goes to show that it's just like a chain link that goes through, starts with the individual or the business. The broker is kind of that intermediary and the underwriter is the one who really issues the policy and the terms accordingly, if that is right. Am I right? <laughs> hey, you're hired. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, <laughs> so now we can actually tap into your experiences. Um, let's talk about your broker side. So working at Marsh Canada, straight out of university, 
Now, I think this is super interesting because you've already mentioned that you're new to the industry, something you don't really know about previously. On top of that, it's your first full-time role, so it's a big deal. So what was that whole first-year experience for you like, and what impression did Marsh really give off through that first year? Yeah, good question. I mean, the first, and, and like thinking back, like the first year was great, um, but joining that company and then my first experience was like helping out with a mat leave. So it was like extra throwing at me. Um, but I found that was a, like a really cool way to learn. Um, there was no choice, but you know, at that, at that point, um, you know, I got to work in three different departments and kind of like 15 months. So great broad experience. That program that I was mentioning, like really gives you a chance beyond the groups that you do get to meet, to meet the other leaders in different groups, whether they're, you know, based, it's kind of like an internal hiring process, whether they're hiring like a, a risk analyst or not. So that kind of really expands your network. And, um, you know, the, the last part there is there's like a very kind of senior person that's managing this group the group of kind of trainees along with their own job. And, and that's like such a huge part of, I think, um, you know, coming out of university is, is really like aligning with who you work with and work for and to have somebody like in your corner, um, you know, that you can bounce, you know, anything off of along the way and keeping that kind of like safe, trusting, um, you know, conversations going along you know, that was really helpful too. beyond, you know, working with these three different groups. So after that first year, you know, I learned so much. It, it, it was so broad, you know, workers comp directors and officers couldn't be very different. I mean, couldn't be more different as far as what you're looking at. And then involved, you know, in, in one kind of like final group around like communications, media, food and Bev, like all stuff that I was like really into. Um, you know, on my own in some of Canada's largest companies. So the understanding and hearing from some of those clients was just really cool. Seeing how global they are, you know, meeting and seeing how much they rely on their broker. And at the same time, like getting like some little insight into how they run their company was super cool. And um, yeah, it was, it was just a blast. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. And it's always super nice to actually experience working with a client because you understand more of what your role entails and how you really make an impact to the client. And I feel like that's a big motivating factor, or at least something that motivates me when I work too. And also the fact that the program was so structured and diverse to really get let you get all those different experiences. I feel like that's so crucial going to your first year at any any company even, because you want that learning experience going into any industry. So that's super amazing to hear. But speaking more to that learning experience, I personally believe, and as I've said before, challenges are such an amazing part of your work because they really help you learn and grow. So what would you say has been one of the biggest challenges or challenges you've seen yourself face as a broker specifically? As a broker, I think I think it's always challenging this way as far as... Um, kind of working on timelines that aren't always in your control or that you're not always in the loop on, I think. And your job is to allow that client to continue their business, whatever they want to do. And I think some of the timelines, you know, are, are challenging. You'd be like, okay, I went out and I like bought this company. 
or but the the smoothest ones are like ah, i'm thinking about buying this company but you know i think you know that is a really challenging thing and being able to act quickly you know comes with experience which you didn't really have like in the early days but finding that network that can really help you is great and um, having that support along the way which is so important for your career so i think finding you know a way to make things happen on somebody else's schedule for the most part is uh, is one of the biggest challenges for a broker and then also getting the underwriters you know, on site yeah. And, and, you know, going down that chain because it's not you that's going to provide that insurance. You got to giddy up and then find somebody going to ensure that and make sure that they feel comfortable. What information do they need? And very much like the nature of the role is finding that middle ground for the client and for the underwriter. No, that's definitely interesting because I never considered the fact that the client is making so many different decisions that you don't really have a say on. And I always thought it was more challenging to be a broker and work with a client because you know all about these risk management procedures and what would be right for them and what's not based on a risk standpoint. But they don't know that and you have to make it interpretable for them to understand as well. So it's really interesting that you say that and then you have that second hand of talking to the underwriter and trying to negotiate those terms. So I think you're right about that one. The broker relationships do seem a little challenging there. But jumping into your transition, transitioning into an underwriting role instead of doing the broker side. So you started working at Chubb around 2013, and you transitioned straight from doing broker to doing underwriting. So what was that transition like for you? And why did you decide to make that change? Yeah, great question. I mean, at the time, and, and kind of over time, you, you know, you're always you're always getting to know different companies as a broker, like your job is to know everything like at a high level, right? And present that to your clients, right? And everybody's got different services that they offer, different value crops, like all that kind of stuff, which can go into a client's decision. And like I kind of said, like your, your broker is like as a service and the underwriter is kind of that product. And I was always kind of interested in like, interested in how the quotes are developed, how the claims go through, and as a broker, like it is a little bit more on like the sales and negotiation side. The beauty of insurance is like, it's a really nice balance, you know, sales and negotiation and analytics. But the underwriter side is like a little bit, I would say more balanced and the broker side is a little bit more heavier on the sales, depending on where you work. Um, so for me, I wanted to try it out that way. It just became, you know, a point where I was like, oh, I could kind of like look for a change. Um, I had and a great time at Marsh. There's still, you know, a huge client of ours. And yeah, for me, it was that technical side that I wanted to learn. I only interviewed at Chubb because I didn't have everything with them from a broker standpoint. Not everything would really line up, but I found like every call that I was trying to make would be like, okay, well, like would Chubb look at this? And they got a yeah. great reputation for like learning and development and training. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to learn underwriting, like this is where I want to be. And it just was super fast. It was just like a meeting happened. And before you knew it, like I was so pumped to, to join the team. And yeah, that's like, you know, in a nutshell, what I was thinking at the time, it's like interesting to go back and look at it. But yeah, if I was ever going to learn, you know, underwriting, this is where I would want to do it. And yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, no, I love that you say that you actually pinpointed a specific company that would cater to what you wanted to learn, because I feel like the company you work for is just as important as the role that you do within it. 
But even within Chubb, I've seen that you've transitioned a lot within your time there. And it's been less than a decade, but you've taken on so many different roles. I mean, you started off as a base underwriter, went to a senior underwriting position. And from there, you kept growing into your assistant vice president role currently. So throughout this time, how has that change been for you? And what's been your formula for success almost in taking such a high responsibility role? Wow. Okay. Let's see how we do here. Um, I think it's like one of the things that I love the most about working here is that, you know, for one, some of it is like having multiple careers at one company, which I think is important. And for me, I love the variety. Like I love trying different things. And Chubb is, is lucky enough to, you know, have people and, you know, the whole organization, especially in our group that like supports that. And you look at like the generation right now and you're going to go through it, whether you have a bunch of different jobs or work for a bunch of different companies or work for one company with like a few different roles. And I think that's what's important and, you know, important to have that support and people that will listen kind of along the way. Um, And sometimes it comes down to like yourself, right? I mean, you got to work hard, you got to hit your deadlines, you got to do all the stuff that you can read about and listen to, you know, how to be successful recipe book. Some of that is important, but it's like seeing opportunities and trying new things, even though they are, and there is an element of risk to everything new that you're going to try. That's been important. And a lot of my roles to start, like we're lateral, they're not just moving up. So it's like you do a renewal role or you do a new business role. It's not like a big promotion or anything, but that has really helped if I look back on it, um, you know, mm-hmm. trying different things, whether that's a new skill, a different group. And that's really helped me become well-rounded and really helped me now help some people go through the company and go through their careers. So. I think lateral moves are also something that doesn't always get looked at as much uh, when people are thinking about their career, but finding that well-rounded, you know, skill set can be super important too. Yeah, no, I can definitely see how you're so good at what you do. And it definitely does come down to be you being so well-rounded with all your experiences and really taking that opportunity. It's so interesting because you made that transition. You're constantly making changes in your positions through your career. But the one thing you've kind of kept consistent while working at Chubb is staying within the commercial lines department when there's so many different departments within the company. Now, I find that interesting because when I talk to people in insurance, they're like, oh, yeah, I hop between I've tried out financial lines. I've tried out commercial. I've tried the broker side. But you seem to have stuck with that commercial lines department only. Why do you feel so drawn to commercial lines specifically? And what's been your favorite part about working commercial lines? Yeah, great question. I think, you know what, some of it, like you said, comes down to the role that you're working in and the people around you. And some of it I've been lucky to get from the broker side, right? Like I was able to get some experience in their financial lines group. I was able to understand workers comp or I was able to look at different groups. So so some of it I've kind of like understood from the outset. But I think why commercial insurance is I love the part of it is you get to look at every line right now, like we're multi-line groups. So you get to look at a bunch of different groups, which like kind of like feeds the whole like variety, try something new thing that I'm always after. The people are great. We're growing like crazy. And that allows us to feed this other thing that I find super important, which is like be really flexible with like people's careers and what they want to do. 
So everybody coming through the industry, you know, you and like everybody else in the group is going to go about things in like a very different way, different strengths, different weaknesses, different things they want to do in the future. And with all of that, we've been able to support like a ton of different changes that way. And so I haven't really thought about another group, I guess. Definitely. If you grow that passion within your department, there's clearly opportunities for you to grow within it anyways, like you have. So that's amazing to hear. And I like how you talk about that character development and career development that you focus on, because I felt that coming from you and the people I was working with there as well. And that's something I really highly valued at Chubb. But that's something I find as being one of my favorite parts about Chubb. But what is one of your favorite parts from very broad scope, like anything? Yeah, finally, you know, there's only, you know, you and me. And uh, we get asked this question in interviews a lot. I always go second, so I never get to say it, but it is the people, right? I mean, it's the culture that is really, really important, especially something that uh, goes back to like, I didn't fully like value that as much before as like I do now. And to have like a group of people and knowing what you know, like you need a lot of help to get your stuff done. But to be able to call anybody and also want to, um, at the same point, like you could go and like grab a beer with any one of them. You would play a sport with them. You would do all that with like everybody that's there. And like, that's so unique to, I think, to Chubb. And, and I hope everybody like kind of finds that. Obviously, like things are going well. Like it's, um, it's a great group to, to be a part of both results wise and then, and then also on the, on the social aspect. Aside from that is like a balance. Like I still stick to that point of I was never like sold on one thing. I don't even know if I am now other than helping people, other than helping people. But um, I was never like, I just want to be a salesperson. I just want to do this industry. I just want to do that. And to that point, this balance between sales and analytics is really like really important, I think to me, as far as like engagement and, uh, you know, being able to try new things different days. Yeah, it's also so nice when you get to have the support of your team to achieve the results you need personally, and you don't feel like you're competing with them. So that type of support was really shown through the Chubb team. One last question about insurance. So personally, my opinion on the industry now is that the industry is growing really quickly. And I noticed this because When I talk to all these people within the industry, they never learned about insurance in school or they didn't even have the opportunity to. But I feel like I have that opportunity now because they offer so many risk and insurance courses and you can even specialize in that now. So I feel like the career in insurance is going to become popular over time. But that's my take. So I want to know what your take is from all your experiences. Where do you see this industry going? Yeah, I think, I hope that, and, you know, we're really, really trying to do that too, you know, with the different schools that we're partnering with and being a dork for the industry. Like I think and hope that like that ends up being the case and we can start to see that momentum with Laurier and with a few other schools that we're partnering with. So I really hope that that becomes the case. Um, Anybody often that you find that's in the industry We haven't even talked fully about like how social the industry is too. And now that things are going to start opening up again, hopefully we can see some more of that. But yeah, I think it's a great career. I think it offers a ton of different options for people, whether you do want to try one specific thing or you want to be super broad. I think that's really great. And it's always going to be there and it's always going to change. 
because it's literally just a function of whatever the companies are up to. So whether there's yeah. an autonomous vehicle, whether the climate's going to go like crazy and change, which is happening, you know, cannabis being a big thing now, it's just, it's just nonstop and we have to be there to respond to it. So I think that's something that's, you know, unique to the industry for sure. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And definitely that well-roundedness comes from that type of social aspect, but that critical thinking involved in your role and seeing the environment change. But yeah, I think it's a super interesting industry. Definitely gives you a good work-life balance from what I've heard too. Gives you that character development you need. But thank you so much for really tapping into more knowledge about insurance and letting the viewers hear more about it, see more color to it that people often don't notice. To sum up this whole interview, I want to ask you one final question, very lifestyle-based question, but what is one piece of advice that you live by or you constantly give to others? Yeah, wow. One piece of advice. You know, I really, I don't know if it's corny or what, but I really think that you got to just be yourself and everyone's got their own way going about work and life. I just hope that everyone like finds their own way to be unfiltered, you know, learn as much as they can, make a bunch of mistakes, find out how to improve, make an impact and, you know, really dive into something that you're good at and that you can spend a lot of time with. So that's what I would try and try and leave you with to sum things up. I really appreciate you reaching out. I really thank you for doing this congratulations on the podcast and um yeah thank you for uh for spending spending the time with me i really appreciate it yeah no thank you so much for making the time that's amazing advice i think it's really important to be yourself in whatever you do we really delivered a good amount of information about insurance so hopefully people get more interested by this episode um but thank you guys for listening to the episode and stay tuned for future episodes (music) 